Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Watch If You Dare, a horror movie podcast where I, the scaredy cat boy, and my co-host, Aaron, the movie monster boy, <laughs> watch horror movies and discuss the fears and phobias associated to them, discuss the uh, approachability, if you will, of these movies for people of all levels of horror, those trying to break into the genre but are too scared to, kind of like me, or the fanatics like Aaron, the Chris Farley's, as you like to say. So with that, Aaron, how you doing, buddy? We got a special one today. Oh, yeah. Because no creative introduction can really capture how bad shit this movie is. Yeah, so we decided to try something new, and we are going to be doing our first commentary track. So we're going to get you to queue up the movie in just a little bit. But yeah, this movie is easily the most bugfuck, just insane movie. So it's it's easier if you watch along with us. And it's Sleepaway Camp, by the way, if you, yes. if you didn't tell by the title <laughs> of this episode. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Welcome to sleepaway camp. Someone is watching you. Hey, Baba, Reba! Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. Turn it! Turn the wheel! Oh my god! Sleep away, camp. You won't be coming home. Sleepaway Camp, which apparently has gotten quite the cult status in the last few years among the horror community. I could kind of see why, but yeah. I remember when we, we entered this year, we wanted to do darker horror, maybe, and we did for a little while. We had a string of darker horror movies, and we've done them on and off, but given that the circumstances of real life... Yeah, it's easier to go with some fun stuff. <laughs> we've been going batshit lately, and uh, that continues this trend of batshit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Being that I'm kind of like the voice of the noobs in the room, for a lot of people who don't really listen to too many movie podcasts in general, what a Giggle Flicks is, is kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000. They were the ones, I guess, who popularized it. Basically, we'll watch the movie while we record and just like Aaron was saying, make our own commentary track that you can listen along to while watching yourself plenty of film podcasts do this this is our first time ever doing it 40 plus episodes in i'm kind of surprised it took us this long to to get around to doing it we got a hell of a first choice uh sleepaway camp anything else you want to add before we uh boot this monster up no that's basically it uh hope everybody has fun enjoys the commentary and definitely enjoys this insane fucking movie and uh yeah it's dated let's just (laughs) say that right up top there might be some 
problematic things that happen, to say the least. I think most people are probably aware of the problematic things in this movie yeah. at this point. So we are watching the movie on Shudder. It is streaming there. It is also streaming for free on Tubi TV. Although be aware that Tubi TV is going to give you ads. We almost made that mistake. We almost made that mistake too. So keep that in mind. If you're watching on Tubi, you will occasionally need to pause our recording to let it stay synced up. Otherwise, you know, Scream Factory's got a great Blu-ray of this movie out. So there's several different ways that you can check it out. We're going to see how this goes. So we are going to count you down in just a second where we can all go ahead and hit play. So I, I don't know. I guess let's go ahead and do that. So go ahead and hit play on your movie in three, two, one. And fond memory of mom, a doer. What a way to like lead us into this. <laughs> a doer of what? By the way, that American Eagle film corporation logo is badass i wish that would come back it kind of is but it also looks really nazi-ish i don't know how i feel about it um there we go sleepaway camp with this insane just the, score driving it really is like an insane score it's very it's very effective actually it's a menacing score um when was it's this movie so made the top, though. by the way um so this movie was shot in 82 fall of 82 specifically look at all the trees that are right there they are definitely fall trees right they had to shoot this movie at this camp when it was out of season yeah even though it's summer (laughs) yeah so it's always overcast and the uh trees are definitely turning colors there um so this movie was shot in fall of 82 was supposed to come out in 83 but didn't come out until like fall of 84 um, so this movie came out, you know, basically two years after it was shot. So this is pretty cool. I do like it. In all seriousness, this is a really good bit for like an introduction to a horror movie where it's just this wild score showing this empty camp of, of where this takes place. And you're just hearing all the voices of the kids in the background, almost like, <laughs> yeah, all these like screaming kid yeah, voices, <laughs> almost like they're ghosts, like, cause there's yeah. nobody here. Um, that's pretty effective, but something I was looking up is, like, the release history of this entire franchise is fucking batshit, because I know one of the later sequels that was, like, released in the 2000s, like, was filmed, parts of it was filmed in the 90s, but then, like, they dug up all the archival footage and, like, released it in 2008 or 2008 or something like that. Yes, uh, the Return to Sleepaway Camp, which... The director, Robert Hiltzik, he sold the rights to this series, and so they have a two and a three, which are both starring Pamela Springsteen, yes, Bruce Springsteen's sister, and... (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) They are definitely more, like, tongue-in-cheek, goofy, satirical, but he made a movie, Return to Sleepaway Camp, that didn't come out until 2008, and I still have not seen it i've heard it's like almost even more insane than this one which is kind of hard to believe um just right there sheriff warning don't Um, enter yeah don't enter there's wild sheriffs up in here (laughs) um don't go down that road (laughs) yeah (laughs) too many wild sheriffs um so i really wish it was just named sleepaway camp because that's yeah (laughs) a better name in my opinion 
Yeah, it was filmed at Camp Algonquin, which is near Argyle, New York. Um, and the director, Robert Hiltzik, he actually attended this camp as a kid. So That's fantastic. He's going back to his roots. Um, again, this movie was shot, you know, the shoot lasted five weeks. It was during September and October, which is kind of obvious from the changing leaves. Yep. And here um, we meet young Peter and young Angela and their dad just sunbathing on a on a boat. Yep. Well, this is where a lot of people are confused because it never states who these people are. The movie just kind of opens to this hairy hunk and these two young kids on this boat. It didn't really, like, it wasn't really that hard to figure out going through the movie. <laughs> like, it's not a thinker. These, by the way, these teenagers set yeah. the precedence of the entire movie of how shitty these like teenagers are throughout this entire yeah. thing. I wonder what this guy does for a living. Yeah. <laughs> Take top named lifeguard. This girl that's skiing is the best. Just her constant screaming, crying. Just, ah! She reminds here me... go the two little kids. Yeah. About to, uh, not at all, like, creep Whoa! over and push him in. Yeah, what? <laughs> what a rookie move. Like... There's no way that little kid could have that kind of force to push you over and pull the whole boat down. Come on now. Well, again, you're on a boat. Like, literally every, like, shift in the weight you're going to feel. There's no way those kids would sneak up on him, but, yeah. Like, alright, with about... I've only had, like, (laughs) nine beers today, let me drive the boat. Now, the accents throughout this... Oh, yeah, here's this guy who, like, shows up randomly later on, too. Um, we gotta go to the doctor, it's 4.30. Um, <laughs> the accents in this movie, I'm glad you cleared up that it was filmed in New York, because, like, half Oh, but the it's ac- still Jersey as fuck. Yeah, half the accents are in Jersey, but then the yeah. other half of the accents are just fucking all over the place. So this movie, y'all, just as we're going through this, is a lot like Blood Rage, where it's trying its hardest <laughs> to be something serious, and oh, oh yeah. boy. Oh yeah, that is like the thing that I think is the best about this movie is it is one of those pure attempts at like sincerity in filmmaking. There's a bu- oh, bu- here bu- goes. Ah! Ah! Now she is not even trying yeah. to turn the fucking wheel. Just loose wrists <laughs> on it. Here we go. Yeah. Kick it to a living. Somebody help the people! <laughs> we see some... They're one just of the staring, kids. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then the staring, which reminds me of fucking the beyond. This reaction yeah. on the shore. <laughs> Italian horror. That, now his body would be mangled. It wouldn't be that fucking clean. Oh yeah, that propeller would have taken his head off. Definitely. And then there's the mangled life jacket right there. So, one thing I do like, you know, going back to the skier girl just screaming in the background, um, the camera seems to just hover on people in this movie, and they just vamp, right? Oh boy, so here's my favorite character in the entire movie, this fucking aunt. <laughs> she yeah, is she's ex- on another fucking planet. <laughs> she is eccentric as fuck. Uh, here's our star. There she is. I packed up some goodies, or did I? That's kind of like her big old dialogue. 
There's a whole Oh bag. my god. But did oh, I no. she, You know what she That would me? never do. <laughs> she reminds me of a Batman villain that would be like a henchman of the Mad Hatter, the way she talks. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, this is definitely I, like Am I late? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely theater mom. But kind of went through some kind of horrible accident oh tragedy and is just a yeah. broken person now. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. This is like the theater mom that cracked after their like star theater child died and she just started taking jobs. And she still speaks like she's in a like Alice in Wonderland, really. What to do, what to do. Richard Angela I tied it around. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Alright, so... How often, she's... like, look at Ricky right now. Ricky's just yeah. like, fuck, Mom. What the fuck? God damn it, Mom. He's just like, what... <laughs> like, you can tell this is, like, his daily mood. <laughs> yeah, Come like, on, Mom, the... quit spacing Dude, it out. She really does, like, look like she's about to go off at any fucking second and murder those children, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so she's going to be babbling for a while. Um, well, this is, so this is a key detail, which is, these are your medical exams. I did them because I'm a doctor, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that I'm the one that did them. They wouldn't approve of that at all, you fucking yeah. crazy person. <laughs> now, while, while that's all being established, let's, in, let's talk more about the stars. Who are these actors that... So I already looked up the ma or the aunt, and because I was insanely curious, and she had yeah, really not anything else. Nothing. Um, so the girl right here is Felissa Rose, and uh, this was like I think her first movie. She had done like some school acting and stuff like that, and just kind of went to the audition and ended up getting the role of Angela. And then Jonathan Tiersten plays Ricky, who is her cousin. And I looked him up recently. He's actually kind of gotten back into acting in the last several years. So has Felissa Rose, frankly. She's kind of made a living out of, like, you know, just going to the um, convention circuit. Look at all these kids just running and screaming. <laughs> like, mean, why? Like, I, I mean, I, I, know the, I know the director was just like, all right, kids, like, jump out and, and just act like you're happy. Just run and, and scream. And so all the kids are running and screaming. Here's this one goober just standing here like. <laughs> yeah, fucking Ronnie. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Ronnie go is one of my here. favorite characters. All right. Now, who is like the guy who owns the camp right there who's always smoking a scar? Because he looks insanely familiar to me. The character is Mel, and the actor is like Jonathan Kamel or something. Oh, well, first off, here's He's... like our here's our first bit of real problematic. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> pedophile chef yeah pedophile chef but anyway yeah you were saying that so uh, this hold on this guy right here let me point it out this guy right here this is robert earl jones father of james earl jones wow i didn't know that <laughs> yep now was the this guy like the pedophile chef was he like did he work behind the scenes or something? Because he seems like a makeup guy who's like, I want the best death in this movie possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have a good bit on the makeup in a minute. Um, no, he was just like part of the cast, but oh, he's got Paul. the most fucked up creeper role. And then, yeah, here's Paul. <laughs> who is a born victim, I might add. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, now, he actually had, like, a career career after this movie. Did he really? I didn't look up yeah. his actor. Yeah. She got them bazongas now. <laughs> oh, 80s. That's what camp's all about, y'all. Just tiggle biddies. Yeah, so a lot of the problematic nature of this is either the teens are extremely horny or they're extremely shitty to each other and there's like really <laughs> so no in between. Everybody in this movie is so quick to anger and that is my favorite thing is just again going back to what I said a second ago this is one of the few horror movies that I think is truly dangerous. Up oh, there she is with her giant head and ponytail. Um, Judy is one of my favorite characters. Well, I think Judy and Ronnie are like neck and neck for being my favorite characters. <laughs> but yeah, this movie's like sincerity and it's weird, unfiltered, like purely from the mind of this director kind of thing. And, and this isn't just a generic summer camp slasher kind of movie. The kills in this movie are way more grisly and ridiculous than they are in many other oh, summer camp movies. Oh, there's a kill later on, and we'll get to it. I'll bring it up. That is possibly my favorite kill of any movie I've seen. Yeah. Fuck off, Ricky. She doesn't have Ricky. time for you, Ricky. <laughs> well, excuse me, princess. Ooh, he dropped the <laughs> B word. Um, yeah, so this is some typical mean girl shit with her. Like, she is the proto-mean girl. Oh, absolutely. And then, yeah, here's this piece of work. Here's too. Meg. <laughs> there really is, like, maybe four people in this entire camp who are, like, actually genuine people who care. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is a shithead. And this super passive-aggressive counselor as well. But yeah, Meg is played by Catherine Kami, who was, like, a soap actress at the time, so... When she came to the set, apparently a lot of these other girls were kind of starstruck by getting to meet her because they had been watching her on TV for a while. And Angela. again, here's Angela just fucking staring oh, off into the kill bills void. Yeah, actually more. Yeah. It's, more of a, it's, it's really more of a stare into the void. Um, I will <laughs> say the creepiest thing, like something that is legitimately creepy in this movie is Angela's stares. Like, oh, yeah, her, yeah. Her, her, the look she pulls off is genuinely unsettling i will give it i'll I'll give it that uh all the fly traps around you're gonna see a good like close-up of the fly you see them all hanging in those little windows quiet please dedicate to bunk nine i did not understand this because i never attended I didn't either. A summer camp like, yeah so summer like camps i guess for like for for just clearing that up summer camps are just not a thing in the south there are camps, there, but it's I, like well, church I had, camps. You like go for a week. You don't go for the whole summer. Well, and know? I had friends who went to summer camps, but they were like gifted program summer camps. They weren't like summer summer camps that were like these weird in between Boy Scout, Girl Scout, but also you're living out in the forest for a month or so kind of thing like this does. Yeah, I went to church camp a couple of times growing up, but it was always like, you know, five days and then you're back. It was never a whole summer kind of thing. This seems to be like a north, there's Ronnie's package just <laughs> yeah, hanging out Christ in those little short alive. shorts. Does this movie show some packages, by the way? Uh, everything Meg's wearing right now, by the way, would like be the hottest shit today. Um, here's, okay, look at look at what James Earl Jones' Darth dad Vader is making. Senior. These yeah, these fucking pineapple on ham slices, right? 
Now I remember I remember my grandmother telling us that like the thing that they used to eat all the time during like fucking World War Two austere America was like UFOs and it was literally just like pineapple on ham with like a dollop of mayonnaise and a cherry in the middle. Uh, <laughs> now pedophile Artie here does makes like no fucking effort to hide that he's like he Yeah, not at being all a creeper on Angela right in front of a big package boy over here. Yeah. Yeah, this is like uh, Yeah, this is problematic. Well, now, yeah. Here's again, a, everybody at this camp is either a born victim or despicable, one or the other. Look yeah. at all the fly traps hanging on those windows. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> be warned. Uh, this is a legitimate like trigger warning coming up with yeah. like, this thing out in the uh, in the kitchen uh, of uh, sexual abuse. So yeah, just be warned. If she was any oh quieter, God, she'd be dead. That uh, won't come back to bite me in the ass later. What the fuck is in that giant... Oh, it's lettuce. I don't think I've noticed that before. There's, that box that just says tubby. Yeah, now this is a legitimately really uncomfortable scene. Just I, staring again like... Oh, oh God. Uh, those crowbars God. hanging back there. Him in his fucking stained shirt. And yeah, why is he so dirty? Yeah. Every time we've watched this, too, like... When they have this close-up on his butt in a minute, there we go, just like, fuck you, kid! What are you doing? Shut the fuck up! Anytime they show the close-up of his butt in a second, his pants are so dirty. (laughs) Fuck this box! Heather is always just like, why is his butt so dirty? Yeah, let me walk out of the pantry. I'm just trying to touch this kid. Let me walk out of the pantry while I'm still doing my buckle on my belt. Like, not creepy at all. Yeah, Mel smoking that giant cigar around all the food. Mel just being okay with it, I guess. All right, this pot is fucking ridiculous. Is that I a love real it. pot? Like, <laughs> where do you get a pot that big? You dumbass! Fuck! Touching Fuck it. this pot! Just again, everybody is so quick to just popping off. Again, yeah, that that pot is what three feet tall. Sixty gallon pot. <laughs> I mean, I guess they exist for like summer camps and shit, like things that you would or like. In the army, maybe? I don't know. I, don't know. I call bullshit on that. Like, that's a uh, huge, fuck you, tall salt. pot. Fuck salt. <laughs> so, instead of being, like, clear-headed, just throwing away the empty salt and going to get him a, a no, normal salt. No, he just goes full Tourette's it. guy, just fuck salt, throws it across the room. Uh, uh, all this comes... corn. Look how shitty that corn is. There's, like, so many rotten spots yeah. on that corn. Here we have our, like, killer vision is a staple of all these movies. Black, Black Christmas all over again, baby. Yeah. And I love, too, to keep the, you know, identity secret. Every time that you have somebody that's about to get killed and they see oh, the killer, you. there's always that moment of, like, it's you? What are you, what are you doing you? here? They never, like, you know, just say, like, oh, you know. Now, Here we go, salting, salting that corn water. Yeah. Mm. Now, this is kind of the dumbest way Dirty that this butt. guy dies. Like, Yeah, because just step a foot off the fucking chair, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, or just even step on the stove around the pot and walk over. Like, yeah. Or just let he... yourself fall and not pull the pot down like a yeah. normal person. Just, just step down, like... 
Now I don't know man hands. The every time that you see the killer in this movie, it's actually played by Jonathan Tiersten. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not yeah. surprised by that. Which we'll talk about why. Oh hey, my god. Pot Yeah, now this giant is why... pot of corn water. This is why I ask if this guy was like the makeup artist, because he has like the most outrageous <laughs> like This goes on forever. Yeah, this again. <laughs> Point the camera at the actor and just say, okay, you're in pain. Just keep going. And he just takes it to 12. <laughs> oh, whoa-wee! Uh, Darth Vader Sr. here is just... Ah! Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, just the full Fulci stare. Just like, what? I do like ah! how the skin's starting to bubble slowly. <laughs> and now he's in a fucking full cast. Now, this doctor is straight out of the beyond, because he's just like, the amount I of pain. I love this doctor. They're like, so, this pederast, this guy that totally deserves this awful shit that happened to him. How fucked is this guy, doctor? Well, <laughs> he's fucked beyond belief. You wouldn't believe how fucked this guy is. Here we go. The agony he's in is just, <laughs> there is no No, no sedative is strong enough. <laughs> He's back. Well, he's burned he's to fucked. fuck. <laughs> this is what, what the prognosis is. I love how Roddy's just like, what about his eyes, Doc? Tell us about his eyes specifically. Well, his eyes are just... They're who, fucked. Who did the screenplay for this, by the way? Robert Hiltzik. Because this is some interesting dialogue throughout this movie. <laughs> and this doctor's just like, well, okay, well sure. bye. <laughs> Mel being the perfect mayor from Jaws, killer on the loose. Well, and the way he gotta acts, cover it up. It makes me think that like every summer there's shit where kids die or like people <laughs> die. The way he is in this movie, yeah. Like, well, one more death and we got a fucking lawsuit that's gonna shut down the camp. Fucking fly traps. Yeah, let's just keep them in the scene. It's realism. That is some nasty shit. And All you right. see flies constantly. There's like a fly buzzing on the handle of that pot right now. I mean, there's a shit ton of flies on that fly trap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Darth Vader Sr. with some shark dialogue here, becoming the new head chef. Uh, yeah, of course, because yeah, Mel's just like, yeah, what if I just pay y'all more? You'll shut up, right? But yeah, going back to Mel, like that actor, was there anything else noticeable that he was in? Because like I said, he is insanely s familiar to me, but I can't quite place where he was. That I've seen him in. Um, so I looked him up the other day. His name is Mike Kellen. And uh, the most notable thing that he was really in was Midnight Express. This, the jazz singer. And that's kind of it. There's some other little things here and there. Um, but it's not a whole lot of stuff that most people now would have seen, really. Yeah, because I know like he had a really long career but way back in the day and this was actually his last movie before yes. he died yeah um, and i think he died before the movie came out or just after the movie came out but yeah like he he just seems insanely familiar to me like as maybe like a bad guy from like a 70s action movie or something oh yeah because he looks like a fucking super villain henchman like his face just looks like a melted candle so yeah he looks totally familiar so, one thing my so I watched this with my mom the other day, and one thing that she did point out was that like all these kids seemingly have socks pulled out of the same packs. 
Yeah, they it's do. Like, it's like the production just bought like nine pairs of like socks, or nine packs of socks, and just they're all sharing the same socks. Now, Mozart is another character that I'm insanely curious about, because he's only a minor character, and they all seem to be friends with him, but they all treat him like shit, and they always do the pranks on him. To the point where I was just like, if he turned out to be the killer, I wouldn't have been surprised. Well, so that's the thing, is this movie seems to try to want to set up a bunch of red herrings. Oh, it's a but-but-but-but! <laughs> oh, God, you got oh, a butt in the face. Here's this fucking yes. guy with showing his abs. Gene! Look at him, like, strutting around. He's my favorite of so the Heather, So Heather wants crop tops for dudes to come back so bad. I She's would... constantly just like, I want to get you a crop top. No, no thanks. I would not wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say I would, then I thought about it, and I wouldn't. Alright, here we go. We're gonna get ten minutes worth of fucking baseball this in real time. USC shirt-wearing asshole. This guy is, like, the quintessential, like, 80s, like, rich douchebag trope. Yeah. One of my favorite lines. I I have two favorite lines in this fucking movie, and one of them's about to come up in a second. And it's an insult that, like, I can't wait. One day I'm going to be able to use this insult. There's some pretty good shirts in here, too. This kid, this one stoner kid with the the mullet wearing this fucking Cobra shirt right now is pretty great. And he's got a great Blue Oyster Cult shirt in a minute. Oh, and I love that, like, USC bully guy and all these guys are talking all this shit. And then the pitcher just, like... Feeds them like fucking Yeah, it's all underhand. They're all just like, like fuck you. Fuck you, piece of shit. And fuck then, you, asshole. Underhand. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going to pitch it right down the middle, and you're not going to be able to hit it. And then, like, eh. <laughs> yeah, just the most, like, soft toss. Like 20 mile per hour. Some fucking buddy ball bullshit. Yeah, this baseball scene is kind of ridiculous with how long it goes. He blows dead dogs. <laughs> there it is. Eat shit and live, Bill. Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Dale. <laughs> Jogging shirt. Okay, so like you said about Mozart a second ago, they play him off as like this oofa-goofa nerd. But like, okay, yeah, he's playing a dumb video game, but he catches this ball. Yeah. I don't know why they treat yeah. him like shit. Like- he, catch- he caught the ball... And threw it back in. It's not like he just completely like whoop and like and slipped on his butt. And did you see that? He just yeah. Fucking... I love how he just falls down in the background for no goddamn reason. Yeah, I'll stand up for Mozart. There's no reason why they should pick on him. Um, yeah, that Cobra shirt's fucking great. Also, like, notice half these kids are wearing like full length jeans again because it's fall. But. There's no way you'd be wearing full-length pants at a summer camp in the middle of the summer. Ricky is... Well, get those nerds! Fuck! <laughs> it really does remind me of the Re- that Revenge of the Nerd scene. Nerds! <laughs> the girls won a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking five minutes of baseball. 
We're going to get them back. So again, we now have Mozart set up as a potential red herring. These, you know, older boys set up as a red herring. Like, they, the movie tries to set up all these blind spots of, like, who could be the killer. But it's all so obvious from the beginning what's going we, on. We need more babes. <laughs> yeah. That guy's probably got enough hairspray in his hair that you could, like, hit it with a baseball bat and it wouldn't budge. That Blue Oyster Cult shirt is great. Look at it. Yeah. Even though he's a bully, <laughs> I do want that shirt. Um, also, what what music are they listening to in this? In so this there's scene? three original songs written for this movie. Okay. They are. One original. of them plays over the last titles, which we'll hear in a bit. But this is one of the original songs. Chicken. He, he learned how to imitate a chicken from the Bluth family. <laughs> I uh nice shot, Angela. Um <laughs> trash. Up oh, blank stare. Uh <laughs> into the void. Just nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let the pro take over and how old is that guy? That actor really? Like in his twenties. Well, okay. Again, I, I'm gonna keep going back to this. Why I think this movie is truly just one of the most dangerous horror movies out there. These are all kids. These are all actual kids. The oldest some of them might be is maybe 18, 19. 18, 19. But it's not like other summer camp movies where it's a bunch of like fucking thirty three year olds playing fifteen year olds. So the these are all kids. Look at all these little kids that are around. Yeah, the first. The first go through, I was this not fucking getting this the fucking connection. hat. Yeah, that connection. I this hat not... only exists for one purpose, and it's to get knocked the fuck off of his head <laughs> in like ten seconds. I didn't catch it the first time, but Mel and that uh, and that horrible camp counselor that yeah, fuck your hat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't catch uh, like them always like making eyes at each other until the <gasps> go around the death stare. Oh, good job, Mel. Way to oh, wait. Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're, they're constantly just like, what up? What up? What up? These fucking kids. But I like how there's a full blown fight between the kids and Mel, who runs the camp, just stands there. Mel doesn't give a shit. Look at him. <laughs> Mel's here, five five feet away, doing nothing. Yeah. That mesh shirt is like on another level. Crop tops, mesh shirts. Why doesn't that fashion come back? Paul is shooting a shot. Here he goes. Look at him. Hi, Just like I'm... a wolf looking at a dead sheep. I am Paul. I'm friends with your cousin. Yeah, you remember me? I was that guy that was like going on and on about how big that other girl's boobs got. Yeah, I'm a charmer, right? I'm sorry about what happened to your family when you were, like, three. three. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you have the stare of a dead god that is just <laughs> crying endlessly in the void, but <laughs> can you do you want to go to the prom with me? Is basically what Paula's doing. I think if I hunch my shoulders higher, she'll be more likely to say yes. Now, I have no idea why she is, like, so concerned about Paul hitting on Angela. 
Because Judy's just a mean girl. Like, and Judy just hates reason. anybody having fun at summer camp. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> if Judy is not the center of attention for everybody, you get fucked. Like... Okay, bye. This is the first Aww, time she talks. Angela. Hey. Aw, oh, that's adorable. And it's the first time the void stare is... Fuck of... yeah! <laughs> uh, fun! How yeah, dare! Just like, uh, How dare this little bitch have fun at summer camp? <laughs> Even though I have two of the hottest guys talking to me right now. <laughs> these girls just not not at all falling for these dudes' bullshit. Don't know how to funny. He acts like he's about to cry about it. Oh, uh, yeah, these two are great. Just fucking getting high. I mean... If yeah, I was that age yeah. at summer camp, that's what I would have been doing. Uh, yeah, probably. <clears throat> Naked dudes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the number one way to get all the girls in the water. Let's just all get nude. All these girls, again, like, it's not like they're leaving either. They're all just standing there checking out what's going on. And Looking bored. These stoners just wander up. <laughs> Truly the pinnacle of male. Sigourney Weaver there on the left. She does look a lot like Sigourney Weaver, doesn't <laughs> she? I thought the same thing. Oh, so many crop talk. tops. Duh. <clears throat> Ominous. <laughs> Again, like, why would this one girl agree to it? Um, I think... I wouldn't be surprised if, like, this little scene here, just for the difficulty of, like, filming stuff like this, I wouldn't be surprised if this one scene wasn't actually just shot in a pool. No. Like, <laughs> like, literally in somebody's backyard. Like, see how dark the water is, but the lighting and it, like, it's, I don't know. It's just tough to shoot water stuff like that, so I wouldn't be surprised. If they did it just for control's sake. Now, if he was looking <clears throat> to hook up with this girl, he does a real shit job by doing, yeah, <laughs> like going yeah. to do it. Flipping this. the damn canoe is yeah. not the way to do it. Yep, alright. <laughs> and she's gone. Way to go, bud. This is swimming off into oblivion. There's a snake over there. Now the He's so high he can't even make the right metaphors for his dick. This the idea behind what's about to happen to him right here is pretty creepy. I will say, like going under a canoe like this. I love how he's just so fucking baked that he's like fascinated with echoes. On a schmucks. So the, all the guys and girls were just watching them go out to the. Lake that's what I was saying. The, the girls were still like just out there. Like that's that was the scheme. Was the girls didn't want to get in the water, but the girls were still just like, yeah. Hey, Bobbery Bob. Yeah, that's a pretty creepy like <laughs> moment right there. Oh, yeah. it's it's you. It's you. Go underwater. <laughs> and I love his hands, just like I'm drowning. I'm drowning. <laughs>
Oh, way to go, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! I was trying to think of a clever, like, um, a fish joke before he got pulled down (laughs) to drown, but I couldn't couldn't think of one quick enough, so he just got his ass drowned. These little fucking assholes just, like, throw this shit in, yeah. And this counselor in a second, like, the lifeguard guy... Again, just another example of somebody who's just mad 24-7. Zero to 60. He runs out here just like, these fucking assholes! Dude, half the people at this camp are, like, basically blood rage, ready to snap at any moment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like, if I was a counselor at this camp this is probably how i would feel about these kids too because all the kids at this camp are terrible you little assholes how did this get here this boat that goes in the water <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and i love the little snake coming out of the mouth music just hitting <laughs> okay That's so on this irony. note on this note, the makeup guy is Ed French. He's the guy that did all the makeup special effects for this movie. Now, he has done the makeup effects for another movie we have covered on our podcast that has equally insane levels of, like, gore compared to a lot of the other movies that are similar. Also, hold on, pay attention to this guy's mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take a good look at this cop's mustache, everyone. Yeah. It's pretty important. I don't know, Mel. Yeah, that mustache. Anyway, Ed French is the guy who did all the makeup for Blood Rage. Yeah. And he's the, like, nerdy guy that got his, like, head chopped off and was hanging... You know, yeah. out the front of the door. That's the guy that did all the gore and makeup effects for this movie. So and that is... makes complete sense in my yeah. head. There is a tie between this and Blood Rage. Okay. There is. Absolutely. Now, I like what Mel was saying. Like, it was an accident, right, officer? <laughs> like, you're, yeah. you're not really helping your case of, you know, being investigated. <laughs> yeah. This cop's not going to actually investigate anything either. Yeah. Just like, well, I guess, well, you know, he said it was an accident. Two people died. Guess I'll leave. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, everybody, go in. I'm gonna teach y'all how to get your shorts all nice and tight like mine. At least we don't have to watch, like, a full volleyball match in real time. <laughs> is Judy wearing a shirt that says Judy? Why, yes, Absolutely. she is. <laughs> yes. I love that shirt. I'm all nice and sweaty, you know. That um, is yeah. not sweat. That is like, let's just drip some faucet droplets on you to make you look yeah. like you're sweaty. Spritz you real quick with a bottle. Um, yeah, Judy's Judy shirt is fantastic. And there is another guy somewhere in the movie wearing a shirt that just says Jeff on it. <laughs> in the same font, that like goofy, bubbly, like 70s font. Gets to talk to boys all day. <laughs> Yeah. We have to play volleyball. <laughs> Why does Angela get to play with all the boys all day? Let me wander over and be an asshole now. 
What the fuck is your problem, you weirdo? <laughs> Do nothing. <laughs> oh, shit. The only wholesome girl counselor in this entire Well, you movie. say that, but that, that counselor on the left is also the only one that, like, beats a fucking child in a minute. <laughs> she slaps the <laughs> fuck out true. of Judy. Like, full hand slaps her. I mean... They kind of deserved it, but yeah, yeah, laying hands on a on a kid at a, a <laughs> summer camp seems like a huge no-no. Oh, God. I don't even know that you call that a ponytail. That's just like a straight-up horse tail on Judy. Old Pepsi. I, I like that, uh, the old Pepsi 80s logo. I'm assuming they were all just like watching a movie or something? Yeah, I guess. Aw, oh, little lovebirds. Uh, Paul gonna shoot his shot again. Hey, I wanna show you something over here. I really don't know why Ricky even spends any effort on Judy. Like, she's a terrible person. Yeah, I guess, for those that might have missed it, Judy and Ricky were an item last summer. Hey, come here, I wanna show you something. Unzips pants immediately. Paul! Uh-oh! Boy needs to learn about some fucking consent. Yeah, I know. Christ. Let me kiss you and hey, then ask if can I mad. have another... Kiss. Yeah, because even Paul, who's like... This movie tries to set up as being, like, innocent. It's really kind of shitty, too, in the way yeah. he, he does these things. Angela just stalking off. <sighs> <sighs> Good night. <laughs> the blood rage. <laughs> just the way she's walking with her shoulders all hunched up, just like, ah. Quite an item. She talks like a fucking reporter in Batman universe. <laughs> I see that eligible bachelor Bruce Wayne now, is on, on that, the prowl again. On that note, is there any anyone who is tied to Batman the Animated Series in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't look that deep, but I doubt it, honestly. Again, oh, that Asia shirt is also great. All Mozart did was win them a baseball game or softball game, and now they're yeah. being shitty to him. <laughs> what, like, fuzzy, weird old porn is he looking at, by the way? What are those posters in the background, by the way? I don't know, but they look kind of rad. It looks like <laughs> some like weird sci-fi shit. Yeah, it looks like heavy metal kind yeah. of style sci-fi. Fuck all you kids! I'm gonna we'll kill stab you! With my you. Knife. Yeah. Well, again, like, how did he get to this camp with a knife? Yeah, first Paul of all. is like brandishing a knife now. By and Gene, hey, cut it out, use. Are you nuts? Bringing a goddamn <laughs> knife and trying to kill your friend with it. That would have been instant, like, you're kicked out of camp or calling your parents. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And of course, just like, yeah, give I'm me a take break. this I was knife. Just kidding. I'm going to hide this knife right where y'all can all right, see right. where I'm putting it. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get this knife no more. I'm kind of a fucking idiot. Paul just like cramming donuts? Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, the score in this movie is really nuts. Just, it's nothing but vamping constantly. There's like the one little love theme, 
and then the rest of it is just guess who it's vamping yeah burt reynolds all right burt reynolds he's a hunk who are you anthony michael hall oh wait no (laughs) judy just being shitty again (laughs) what else is new why don't you go grow the rest of your body to match how big your head is This music just jaws underneath. Yeah, I know, right? Right as Meg's coming up. Uh, See, everybody knows what's up. Just If Meg comes up to you, she's just gonna chew your ass out. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie that's basically the same, just a different settings. Because I feel like we've had this scene now for like three times now. Well, again, is it it's like half-ass trying to set Meg up as a potential candidate for who the killer is because she, like, has it out for everybody at this goddamn camp, seemingly. Well, and she goes 0 to 60 here, too. Oh, yeah. Angela's doing that dust there again. Answer yeah, me, now, goddammit! Now she's shaking yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Again, she would be, like, fucking fired immediately from this camp for doing that. I love that Ronnie has a shack. Just has, like, a hovel somewhere on the premises. I was not expecting Ronnie to be, like, the quote-unquote good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Death stare. That lover boy poster in the background's also great. Angela. This is one of my other favorite lines in a second. It's so mean, but it's the best. I like Grizzly Adams picture in the background. Give me this pillow I just threw at you. That is such an 80s as fuck pillow, by the way. I think one of my older sisters had that pillow. <laughs> Time Maybe for she's a stinky some more child. <laughs> problematic shit here. And again, this counselor just watching everything go down and not saying a goddamn word. Well, that period. Finally. Here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off! (laughs) Oh, God. That is, again, eat. Eat shit, Ricky. Eat shit and live is like one of my favorites. And then that one just. She's a carpenter's dream! I oh my slapped god. The kid. These guys. Fucking oh. on the roof? <laughs> yeah, just having a walk. Again, uh, like, who is supervising kind of, these goddamn yeah, kids? What kind of fucking camp is this, by the way? Like, they seem okay. to have no Mel, schedule. Mel What's is the there in the background, just like swinging a bat. <laughs> yeah. While all these other kids are on the roof being hoodlums. Blah! But yeah, like... Ricky's about to pop off. Mine all just you summer camp... You fucking assholes! Um, like, my idea of summer <laughs> camp was that they had, like, a tight schedule and, like, you did things oh, yeah, every you were day always all the time because if you didn't have a schedule, shit like this happened. But none of these guys seem to have a schedule of any kind. 
You fucking scumbags, piece of shit. Okay, this one little blonde kid all the way on the right on the roof, right? The Drake That's from like guy? Yeah. the nine-year-old who just discovered, like, cursing and, like, flipping the bird this summer. And watch him in a second when he, like, flips off Ricky again. It's just the most, like, yeah, I'm just being bad because I'm around all these other bad kids now. You know what the, the head bully reminds me of? He reminds me of the actor who goes, Garbage Day! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. What you would call it? Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. The Silent Night, Deadly Night prequel. Yeah. Garbage Day. I, that might be the same actor for all I know, actually. No, it's definitely not. It's not. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Look, uh. there he is, just like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> So, catch, catch, catch pneumonia. Is, it's the middle of summer, Mel. Is this the first yeah, time? Look at him, look at him, just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of the first instance where Mel, like, has it out for Ricky, right? Yeah. Again, Again what are they more doing More kids here? running and screaming. <laughs> ah! Running. Ah! Running from the killer that's chasing them. No, uh, no camp counselor in sight, just running around. Wicked dump. <laughs> kid, Jersey as fuck. Is that the clash? Hey, you guys cool with me taking a wicked dump? Is that a clash picture or a poster that was in the background? Yeah, probably. No underwear under those shorts. Now, just free balling at camp. This is one of my favorite kills of any movie that I mentioned earlier. The no bees bee kill. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But the whole idea behind this kill is pretty terrifying when you think about it. Like, if you were trapped in a bathroom, which, granted, he could have easily gotten out of this. Like, he's not a, yeah. he's not the smartest person. But um, if you were trapped and throw, just threw a hive of bees at you. I guess if you were allergic to bees, yeah. you know, it would be an issue, certainly. But, but the beehive... I mean, there's the knife from earlier. The beehive doesn't even seem that big, either. Yeah, it's fucking Benji likes to fuck around. Fucking asshole. Yeah, and there's no, the beehive with, with no, no bees. bees. Come on. It's come getting on, dirt all in my beautiful hair. I don't even wash my hands. Like, go under the stall, bro. Yeah. There's enough opening under that stall that we can see all the way to your dick and balls. Like, just crawl out. I know, seriously, like... <laughs> ah! Ah! Blah! I was also expecting him to look a lot more gnarly than he does. I mean, he looks kind of gnarly, but... I mean, this is pretty gnarly. Like, <laughs> this is like fucking Bioshock when you get the, like, wasp plasmid. Just yeah. <laughs> all these, like, holes opened up in his face. This would have been build up. way more terrifying Dan! to me if it was... It would have been way more terrifying to me if uh, that was Hornets. <laughs> yeah, as we discussed before, you are deathly afraid of Hornets. Yeah, no, there's no goddamn way they would still be open after that. <laughs> like, two <laughs> dead kids. 
Well, the like 25 kids that are left, like what do their parents think? Like, ah, a couple people died. It's not a big deal. We really just need someone to like take care of shit around the uh, house. It's the 80s. I mean, with how shitty everyone's kids are in this movie, I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just need a goddamn break from these awful children. I'll risk them dying. If it means I could get a yeah. couple months without them. The blocking in this movie is also insane. Again, it's just like fixed camera and let's put people in front of the camera and just tell them like, okay, now go. Duh. Bull. That Ricky. That Dick Tracy will get him one of these days. Angela's just like skulking around her. The blood. <laughs> uh oh, is this the killer? Dun dun dun. I'm out of here looking for killers. Oh my god, false jump scare. Ah. Boo. Oh, it's just Paul. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. He's as soft as tissue I paper. I thought you were the killer. <laughs> yeah, a joke cut out of hand with <laughs> Billy getting turned into... Fucking killed, yeah. ...mince meat by bees. What happened to that other boy? Well, it just, you know, they were just horsing around. He got stabbed to death 90 times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When did uh, Friday the 13th come out? Like two years before this? Friday the 13th was 80, I believe. Yeah. So this was definitely a, a child of that whole... Oh, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, were, there were a ton of summer camp horror movies that came out in the wake of that one, for sure. That and, like, there were summer camp comedies, like Meatballs and stuff like that as well. Come on, I'm, I'm not, not doing anything. Doing anything. I'm just I... trying to get at your tits. Like, with no consent. And yeah. now you're just, again, here's another problem. Going comatose. Trigger uh, trigger warning, I guess, because it's kind of fucked up. And randomly out of no, like, no context for this either. I mean. So, so uh, we're not going to drop the twist yet. But I think most people that are listening to this probably know what the twist of this movie is already. I don't get what the gay dads has to do with the twist. Because yeah, you could easily either. still have the twist and not have to have that element. But it just kind of shows, like, the naivete and, like, Very the fact that this director really didn't quite know what he was writing or, like, any of that stuff. There was just, like, no real understanding of any of it. But yeah. yeah, like none of that is necessary for what the twist of the movie ultimately ends up being. It just seems But I love very... too that every time that they go to those like those flashback psychological scenes, it's all clearly in like this weird ethereal dark place. Yeah. It just seems very dated and very much along the trope of like being a deviancy, which is kind of fucked exactly, up. Exactly, yeah. But I mean, it, this movie is and on, on another fucking planet, so... <laughs> I mean... Don't go into okay. this expecting spend anything. three minutes of this movie explaining how Capture the Flag works. He really does do, like, a really detailed, like, 
concise explanation yeah. of how this game works. And now the kids are just running around. <laughs> They're doing... all just running around. <laughs> no supervision. And these two are just off to the side talking now. Yeah, the flags are, like, ostensibly hidden on other ends of the field. Why are they all just, like, running Run... and bumping into each other? They are literally other? all running around in circles around each yeah. other. And it's like... Kids Meanwhile, this boy is to... sexually harassing this girl, and no counselors are around to say anything. Oh, goddamn. Here comes Judy again. <laughs> <laughs> like, my body... You know you want this giant head and ponytail, Paul. And there's a flag now, and then he kicks the flag down. <laughs> he... what, is... what is this movie? <laughs> Yeah. Um, that flag looked like it was out in the middle of the field. How is sneaking through the woods going to fool anyone? That's the most roundabout plan, too. I love it. Just let's completely go around this field through the woods. Ricky, Which, again, this is all purely... Genius. Yeah, this is all purely just the most ham-fisted way for them to, like, go into the woods so that... Angela can catch Paul being a jerk off. Man, I was recently in the woods and I got fucking ate up by mosquitoes and I can't imagine anybody at this camp would go through woods like that right now in the middle of summer. That's gotta be miserable. (laughs) I mean, well, like you said earlier, it could be the fall actually when this is taking place. Ricky's Tequila Sunrise t-shirt is also great. That's clearly just like a drunk absentee stepdad was just like, here's a shirt, kid, put it on. That is a pretty good shirt, I I will say. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's totally just a shirt that your drunk stepdad would give you. Yeah, didn't notice that the first time I watched this. Oh my god. Dun dun dun. I'm Paul. (laughs) I mean, your head is really big compared to the rest of your body and all, but like, you know. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) You're a real scumbag, Judy. Fuck you, Ricky. I love that exchange, and then he walks off and flips her off. Fuck you, you're just jealous. Cries to self in woods alone. Oh, Judy. Oh, here comes Paul. Oh, I was a real jerk. Paul is very much a nice guy, TM, in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This whole movie is definitely just about bullying, top to bottom. I'm really sorry. And- at the end of the day, too, like, that's another one of those things where, what is the message of this movie other than anybody that bullies gets their comeuppance? I mean, that's, if we start digging at that, oh, there's going to be a lot of horror <laughs> movies that fall apart. <laughs> what a pr-pr-prude she is. Dun-dun! Angela. (laughs) Angela will remember this. 
It's really no big deal. That's a pretty creepy stare right there. (laughs) (laughs) That creeps me out. I'm going to kill you. I love how they're trying to make it out. I'll, okay, look at Ronnie just in the background, like, just lifting weights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never noticed that the first time. 98. Ugh. I can't, I, I can't focus 99. on... 99. I can't focus on Mel calling Ricky out. Like, yeah. Because of him in the background. Yeah, all the wheels are turning in Mel's head. Meanwhile, Ronnie's just back there, like, you know, 103. <laughs> 104 Death Jeez. <laughs> now let's just double up on bullying. I love how like nobody takes into consideration that she might just not be able to swim. Yeah, I know, right? And here comes <laughs> Meg doing yet another thing that would get anyone fired. Yeah, a at counselor other... throwing a child into the lake who possibly at, can't swim. At any, and here's Mel still just worried about Ricky. Listen to me, you little shit. And here's Mel doing another. Are you thing. murdering everybody? Mel also would have get gotten fired for this. <laughs> this is a fucking lawsuit happening. Angela's not fighting back a whole lot, I will say, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You killed me! Did you? They didn't... I had to interrupt my reps to come over here and yell at you. <laughs> here comes Ricky and another counselor who's a hero. I think it's the guy who got pissed about, like, the mess it on is, the beach yeah, earlier. It is, the lifeguard dude. You're a real peckerhead, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Judy's like lip curl sneer right there is great. Kids just throwing sand at them for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, what? A- and there's a counselor just, all right. <laughs> really, how did this camp last? I will say, Ricky is kind of a shit just like all the other kids are kind of a shits in this movie but at least he does like stand up for his cousin and like has her back this and whole crew he... of adults and this one dad over here on the left yeah um ricky is a shit in the way that like any teenage boy is a shit though like i don't think i think it's more just he doesn't know any better but he has yeah. like a good heart Whereas everyone else is just terrible. Yeah, at least he stands up for Angela. That's that's good cousin. Sorry, Eddie. Use a night off, a.k.a. gonna hit up this old meat. Yeah, so Meg was being buddy-buddy with that other counselor now? Like, I thought she was a bully to her, too. Yeah, this is another problematic idea. Mel and Meg. Yikes. And... This is one of the few instances where it is 
seemingly initiated and like it's, perpetuated by the girl yeah it's which consensual. is also it's like so weird. questionable because again mel looks like a melted candle yeah and meg has to be like 18 at the most <laughs> <laughs> Nope! Go fuck yourself! (laughs) Get out of here! Angela's just staring into the distance right there on the left. Yeah! I like how they've just gotten so used to it that they like, alright, that's just Angela being Angela. So, if I understand correctly, this is the bunk from earlier, because there's the Loverboy poster. It is. But they've had to, like, condense down the campers to, like, fewer bunks, because there's only, like, 25 kids left at the camp. Yeah, knife. I love this, again, like, just point camera. Okay, now sing, like you're in the shower. You know, you sing when you're in the shower, right? Okay. This is my shower song. <laughs> I like her reactions in the shower because, like, this fucking cardboard shower. You're being stabbed in the back. Act like it. Yeah. This fucking cardboard shower. This scene was uh, inspired by need Psycho. A... Hold on, I need to get the blood off this knife. Just that's good enough. Yeah, there's no um, blood all over. Oh my god. Yeah, the amount of strength you would have to have to stab somebody through the wall of a shower and then tear it downward through the shower wall and through ribs and spine is insane. But again, Meg is seemingly made out of putty. (laughs) And the shower is seemingly made out of cardboard. Not not quite beyond putty, but pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this kid also snuck a weapon to camp, that fucking hatchet. Oh, yeah. All these kids are armed. That kid on the left, that little blonde kid on the left, has got a switchblade. At this point, everyone's just asking to get killed. Let's just camp here. The middle of the dark woods. I think the security measures at this camp make Camp Crystal Lake seem like Fort Knox. Like Totally. Just... Well, again, five people have been killed now, and we're still going to bring a bunch of, like, six-year-olds out into the woods to camp in the middle of nowhere. I'm really sorry. His apologies are just so... So fucking empty. (laughs) Here comes Judy. With her new bow. (laughs) I really hate that girl. So, you know who was originally supposed to play Judy is Jane Krakowski from 30 Rock. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Apparently she, like, bailed when she found out about Judy's death scene. Yeah, Judy's, uh, death scene is, uh, is something. It might be the, it might be the (laughs) most rough one in this entire movie. 
Um, so this is definitely, like, a weird instance of continuity bullshit, because there is, like, some time-traveling going on. I've got on two jackets in this sleeping bag, and I'm freezing cold in the middle of summer. <laughs> the middle of the summer, I know, right? I'm just gonna tell these six-year-olds they're a pain in my ass. Why not? Come on, guy from Basket Case, bring us back. <laughs> Was he in Basket Case? No, he just looks like that guy. Just leave these other children. Yeah, is he the only adult, by the way? Yeah. Just, ah, these are the kids, they'll be fine, I <laughs> yeah, guess. Yeah, these six-year-olds out in the middle of the, of the darkness with this killer asleep. roaming around. <laughs> yeah. There's more killer vision. Yeah, because the first time I watched this, I really thought there was at least one more adult here, and there isn't. <laughs> it's just him. Up oh, here's a hatchet one of these kids Again, with them. <laughs> how transgressive is this movie that, like, there are actual kids in it? And we are about to see, like, five six-year-olds get brutally fucking hatcheted to death. <laughs> the two guys on the left are just like snickering to themselves like oh yeah we know what's going on yeah Mel makes no effort to hide it either <laughs> y'all seen the 17 year old that I'm trying to hook up with she been around gross Judy doesn't like wet kisses blah <laughs> Just gonna walk into this girl's bunk. Yeah. <laughs> no knocks or anything. Mel's gonna be weird again and ask about Meg. Well, I guess I should just go over there and see <laughs> yeah. about her taking a shower. Ooh, caught her. <laughs> Again, that just like, haha, fuck off. <laughs> I'm out of here, babe. <laughs> and you do it. Oh, oh, oh. Mike might have just saved his own life. <laughs> yeah, really. Hmm. <laughs> uh. Mad's pillow. Oh. <laughs> what, the fifth or sixth appearance of the Loverboy poster in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Look. Mel's had a rough week. He's just ready for the weekend. Something Some would say he's been... Working for the God weekend. Damn it! I knew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm surprised it took us this long to get there. <laughs> ah! Hey, Mel. Oh my God! <laughs> they're eating her, and then they're gonna <laughs> eat me. Oh my God! That's a gnarly fucking stab wound, though. Yeah, it is pretty. Oh my pretty God! Bad. 
we're gonna have spaghetti and meatball. <laughs> I'll stop him. I'll stop Ricky. <laughs> Not gonna ruin my romantic dinner I have <laughs> this planned. Is, this is like his Punisher speech and he fucking dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh boy. Leave, this... leave the body there, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Uh, well, not only that, but this scene. Oh boy. <laughs> so remember what I said earlier about every time that you see the killer, it's Jonathan Tierston. And this is clearly him in a wig? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Wait, why would she have to go to the stupid social if the light's on? She just doesn't want to get caught, I guess. I guess. But, like, Mel already knows she's there. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone in this camp cares, Judy. Like, Oh, it's you. Ooh. Bam! <laughs> Falcon punch. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's all I have to say about what's about to happen. What are you going to do with that? You've got a lot of hair to curl. Can we say... And to, like, add insult to injury, too. <laughs> just the, like, clamp opening right there is just the worst... And then, of course, murder hands. Yeah. That's hey Derek, not great. <laughs> what, what What? did the killer do with it? What happened? <laughs> um. <laughs> so, the Wikipedia article even makes it a point to tell you exactly what the killer just did there. Yeah. That's, I think. That's like the only death scene you don't directly see. Well, no, nah, I guess you see most of them, but... Oh, well, now all these kids are hacking oh. pieces. My bad, I shouldn't have left y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Was that milk? <laughs> oh, my chowder. Yeah, oh, well, I guess that was my bad. I left him out in the middle of the woods with a killer out. Help. Wouldn't it be great if these kids were just playing a prank on them, though? Yeah, that would be a pretty great prank. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, bunch of dead six-year-olds, I guess. Ugh. <laughs> Dinner was shit. Yeah, you're right, kid. I'll let you break. So. <laughs> I was feeling sick, so let me get a bunch of candy. That'll make me feel better. Yeah, really. What? Ronnie in the background. 
th- three of them? I can't believe Subway would get rid of the meatball sub. <laughs> uh, committing, uh, committing some crimes here. <laughs> Let me just beat this kid now. <laughs> yeah. Just full caveman. You think that's <laughs> gonna like hide the that fact cigarette. that you were smoking? <laughs> really? <laughs> Man, he is like full, full, like hulking. I got him, Meg. I got him. This isn't vengeance. This is punishment. Dick Tracy is gonna get the same. <laughs> this is a pretty wild death. This is a good effect. It can't be ah! you, <laughs> but <Blah. laughs> that is a good effect, though. There's like a weird, like string pull spring mechanism. Yeah. For the arrow, that that's a pretty clever effect. All right, remember the mustache. Yep. <laughs> keep keep. Is this the same actor too? It's the same actor. You can't see it great here. You'll see it really great in a second. This actor took another job and shaved his mustache, and so then he showed back up to do pickup shots or something later. And they clearly have just slapped the fakest mustache on him. Like, fucking Beastie Boys sabotage video fake look, mustache. Yeah. That's exactly and they're what gonna I have thought a, it was. They're going to have a really tight close-up on it in a second. Which, again, why? If you know it's a fake mustache, like, why go that far? You didn't think I was going to show. Let's go swimming. That's not... Cranberry sauce. Where we're going, we don't need clothes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need clothes to wear. Crazy here. So let's be real. We're like almost at the end of this movie at this point. Like, there's, it's kind of clear who the killer is. <laughs> yeah, right. So, from the beginning of this movie, there's that fucking mustache. With all the, like, setup of the whole brother-sister trauma with the dead dad and all this other bullshit and all the flashbacks. Who would you think the killer is if they're putting that much focus on one particular character know, in right? this, right? Like, it's kind of obvious from the beginning Man, Ricky what's going on. Up, but he's still alive. <laughs> Just in time for the sequel. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp 2, Ricky's Revenge. Some more screaming. Alright, this is where you do get to see the cop stash close up. It almost is like kind of falling off too, I think. And of course he comes out and is just like, oh my god. <laughs> Rookie's in the corner puking his gut. That mustache is Blah. so offset. There it is. Look at that fake mustache. <laughs> Fucking Officer Dudley here. Oh my god. Just, oh. Dead bodies. 
Oh boy, this is the scene that everyone knows this movie for. Angela! Hey, you heard that noise? The setup to this is pretty creepy, because it's like, yeah, it's her just humming yeah. at the fucking edge of a lake in the middle of the night. What are you stewing out here? <laughs> I wonder if Angel's okay. Sitting naked on the ground. Are you okay? With Paul's head. Look, at least Paul dies with a smile on his face. Oh, uh, yeah. My favorite character's back. <laughs> Just deciding Angela's Angela now. <laughs> freezing cold void. Of she, Angela's memory scape. She is actually, like, low-key the scariest character in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the aunt. I'm just going to take a child and psychologically damage it for the rest of its life. <laughs> just because I wanted a little girl. <laughs> I don't want another Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already got enough of that shithead. Running around cursing everybody out. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here comes the big jump scare. Angela, I do believe it means angels. <laughs> yes, <God>. Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul died with a smile on his face. Hey. Right, here's here's the twist. Hey. Now, Dick twist. That would be pretty fucking terrifying, though, to walk up on. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Just, yeah, just heavy breathing. Freeze frame. End of movie. Nothing more to it than that. Yeah. So, uh, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. A movie that makes choices. Yeah. This track like, is pretty pretty good, though. Yeah, this is the, like, track. I think it's called, like, Angela or something like that. But it is just, Angela, you're my favorite girl. <laughs> but, yeah, like, what a fucking wild decision to, like, make that the twist of this movie. And clearly... It seems to be reversed, like, the entire movie seems to be reverse-engineered around, like, that twist. It really and does, that, like, they bent over backwards for it. Yeah, and that tends to be the case in so many of these movies, is like, well, here's our gimmick, so how do we, like, build a movie around the rest of that? And then, Yeah, uh, it, for those for whatever reason that are listening to us not watching this long, uh, Angela was Peter, and Peter became Angela because I think you mean Angela, Angela had a Peter. <laughs> yeah. The real Angela died with their dad in the boating accident and the fucking insane aunt psychologically broke Peter into becoming Angela. Yeah, which again uh, insane choice for this movie. 
And, well, and now, like 2020, it is certainly a questionable choice <laughs> yeah. because plenty of people have been like dealt with this real trauma in their own lives. Well, and it's, and it's the trope of like trans equaling evil. Uh, exactly. That happens yeah. In a lot of media. Um, but I guess everything in context, like we we sometimes talk about with these older movies, because to the movie's credit, everything is so batshit problematic, insane that like yeah, that's just kind of part of it. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, Angela's theme. You're just what I've been looking for. Um. I don't, again, like, I, I'm kind of glad we did this commentary, because I don't think we could really talk through this movie, like, scene by scene, and really kind of capture the insanity of it. Yeah. And and, and to the credit of the sequels, again, Pamela Springsteen plays Angela, but they just kind of hand wave away, like, oh yeah, she had a sex change and that's it. Now she's just Angela. And it doesn't dwell on that aspect of the story at all going forward. Yeah, it makes me um, it makes me wonder if the one that uh Felissa Rose came back for, if they go back to like that aspect at all. I think so. I haven't seen that one yet, but I think it does delve a little bit deeper into that. Um also look at this credit. Lucy and Coke Tatosian. For having so many wonderful children, what? And who would who would name their child Coke, first of all? Well, and there's that goddamn face again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so that is it for our first commentary track for Watch If You Dare doing Sleepaway Camp. Again, go into this knowing that uh like if you w- listen to this and didn't actually watch it, but now you want to watch it, go into this knowing that this uh handles a lot of problematic things in not the best ways, but the whole movie is on another fucking planet, so yeah. you kinda have that. Um it's a product of its time, I guess. And I mean, if you're a horror fan, this is one of those movies that if you haven't seen it, you probably should because it, a lot of people bring it up, at least around horror circles. For me, who someone who when it comes to horror cinema is kinda on more on the outskirts even i knew about this movie in like the quote-unquote twist yeah so it's not particularly scary i mean the the most disturbing stuff is probably going to be the like real life trauma that some of these scenes kind of mirror yeah i think again like the movie is pretty transgressive breaking a lot of the taboos that you typically shy away from in movies like this like just the amount of child murder and actually having kids involved with a lot of the stuff going on around them like that's very unusual because usually again it's like a bunch of 28 year olds playing 14 year olds and it's really darkly sexual even though there's real kids like in this movie yeah the sexual aspect of it is definitely weird and normally in these kind of movies it's just oh we're gonna see some tits it's pretty wicked right and that's kind of it or you have that like friday the 13th trope of okay once the kids have like had sex or smoked weed or whatever they're going to get killed because they transgressed right but like this movie just seems to be arbitrary in that we're going to pick on these specific people to kill even though literally everybody in this movie is shitty (laughs) i guess if there's like one thing to sort of give this movie credit at least it didn't show any nudity especially with the fact that all these actors were underage (laughs) so at least they had enough forethought not to be that fucked up yeah either way yeah this is a fucking insane movie 
I don't think you're going to find much else. Like, there are certainly movies that go for, hey, we're trying to be crazy. This movie has just such a pure, unfiltered, straight from the tap of Robert Hiltzik's mind insanity that you just don't have in a lot of other movies. And it has that weird sincerity that you find in stuff like The Room and Miami Connection and The Visitor were like, this guy had a fucking vision for this movie with these choices, and he made it with all those choices intact, and then he fucking dedicated it to his mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I who, forgot about who, that. By the yeah. way, let's not forget, his mom was a doer. So that's where we'll end it. Again, we are Watch If You Dare. You can <laughs> check out future episodes on all the podcatchers just uh thanks again to your little brother jesse mansfield for our bumps at the beginning ends of each episode please yep, uh, yep. check him out at party gator and a bunch of his other stuff on Bandcamp. he puts out great music like you had mentioned we're on all the major podcatchers basically please continue rating and reviewing us especially on apple Podcasts. and we've actually been getting a bunch of reviews on Podchaser as well that's pretty nice and then we're at watch if you dare on twitter and facebook so uh follow us along there cool cool well that is gonna be it for for this week um we will be back to doing a regular movie again on the next <laughs> a regular movie a <laughs> hey, regular movie sleep away camp. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep that is it good day have a fun summer now that it's kind of coming to a close and stay safe sally uh sally she's actually a boy <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah problematic movie <laughs>